The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Why was a Washington dad gunned down, shot nine times? The answer is going to surprise you. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. With me, an all-star panel to break it down and put it back together again. Wendy Patrick, California prosecutor, author of Red Flags, the host of Live with Dr. Wendy on KCBQ Radio at WendyPatrickPhD.com. Cheryl McCollum, forensics expert and director of the Cold Case Research Institute. Dr. Bethany Marshall. Psychoanalyst joining us from Beverly Hills. You can find her at drbethanymarshall.com. Joseph Scott Morgan, professor of forensics, Jacksonville State University, author of Blood Beneath My Feet on Amazon, now host of a hit series on the True Crime Network, Poisonous Liaisons. But first to Nicole Parton, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. Nicole, take a listen to Allison Grande, KIRO7. On July 10th, Lee was walking to his car at the overlook at Lakemont Apartments when he heard the first shot, then a second. That bullet had hit my right arm, and then I looked to my right and I saw um, this guy running to me with a gun, still firing too. Lee got to his car and tried to protect his head and chest. And I was thinking, oh my God, I'm dead. You know, he's, he's standing right over me with the gun pointed right at me. After more gunshots, the bullets finally ran out and Lee lived. So amazingly, after taking nine bullets, and remember that 12 bullets in the 12 uh, entry exit wounds you're hearing include some of those nine. Exactly what are they saying, Joe Scott Morgan? They're saying that these rounds literally pass through this guy's body. Uh, Nancy, there's uh, 12 entrance and exit wounds, and just just imagine this for a second that you're being shot while someone's advancing on you 
and no major organ systems are hit. Nothing. But this guy is in serious, serious pain because of so much muscular damage and neuro damage as well. I mean, the guy is bleeding out right there on the pavement with all of those entrance and exit wounds to you. Cheryl McCollum, director of the Cold Case Research Institute, forensics expert. It's got to be CSI's dream scene, dream crime scene. Why? Well, Nancy, you've got a lot of physical evidence. You're going to have shell casings. You're going to have the fact that they had to use three tourniquets. So, again, three tourniquets tells you the amount of bleeding. So you're going to have the exact position where the shooter was from, where he was cowarding and hiding and approaching the victim. You're going to have surveillance video, hopefully, from the apartment complex. You may even have video from, you know, flock cameras or ring doorbells of them coming in or coming out. You're going to have a lot of evidence in a very small amount of space. Now the question will be, will it be handled properly this is out in the open in a parking lot of an apartment complex how quickly can that scene become contaminated to wendy patrick california prosecutor author of red flags you know it's very rare that you get that much forensic evidence so but think about it you get a bullet you get a bullet a shell casing that does not lead you to the killer. It's going to take detective work. No doubt. Not only does it take detective work, but when you do have a victim that, thank God, survives the injury, sometimes they're the best source of information. But this crime scene was a forensic dream. There was so much evidence. It was just rich in the kind of trails that investigators can then follow to develop leads. Even things as simple as placement of shell casings, types of bullets, footprints, track marks, all the kinds of things that thankfully were collected before they were contaminated that is going to tell a story in and of itself in addition to any live witness testimony and it's so important because this guy sustaining nine to 12 bullet wounds you've got to preserve the scene in case the victim should then die to dr bethany marshall imagine that crouch down And a gunman that you don't recognize coming closer and closer and closer and targeting you. There's no rape. There's no theft. It's not a carjacking to take your car. And seemingly, it's like out of a horror movie, the guy gets closer and closer to you and keeps shooting. Nancy, I cannot imagine how traumatic and unimaginable, undigestible that experience would have been. I know I'm always talking about trauma, but... In this case, it's, it's trauma is a sudden, unanticipated event for which there's no preparation, there's no learning. Nothing prepares the human mind to integrate something like this. And, and you heard him say on air, I thought I'm dead. Can you imagine in a moment thinking that you are going to die? I, I had it happen to me once I was buried alive in a landslide. I was doing a mission project in uh, Mexico, and I remember thinking, I'm dead. That's it. I'll never have children. I'll never get married. It is the most surreal experience because you just know it's going to happen. It, it's a certainty. I was rescued, of course, and this this man fortunately sustained no organ damage, and that's why he lived. Still, the possibility of bleeding out the mind of the assassin 
to shoot the victim multiple times, leaving lying there on the pavement, alone and bleeding, shooting until they run out of bullets. I mean, Cheryl McCollum, it sounds like somebody that's seen one too many action movies or spy thrillers where you see the, the, the perp shoot until they run out of bullets. Nancy, that takes time as well. A lot of times if you have like a drive-by shooting, they're driving and moving and they get out of there. This person continued to go toward the victim in this really sinister way to make sure this person was dead, stood right over him. And continued to shoot. And Cheryl McCollum, the fact that we, I, I just mentioned that there's no sex attack, there's no robbery, mm-hmm. there's no car theft, nothing. The two had not been in a previous altercation. Victim didn't even recognize the guy. That Correct. tells me a lot about who is the perp. It tells you a whole lot, especially it, it appears that there was one target and one target only, and this person was trying their best to make sure this victim did not survive. To Nicole Parton joining me, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. What can you tell me about the incident when this dad is seemingly targeted out in a parking lot? How did it happen? So Baron Lee, 48 years old, gets up to start his day, normal routine. He's a sales manager at a local car dealership grabs his car keys, heads out of his apartment, walks to the car, and he said he heard a pop, a crack. He thought it was a window breaking. He looked to his left and didn't see anything. He looks to the right, and he sees a gunman standing over him. And he said at that moment, his keys fell from his right hand because he'd been shot in the right arm. So he's scurrying on the ground trying to get his keys, unlock the car door so that he can take cover behind the car door. Meanwhile, the gunman standing over him continues at close range to fire shots at him. You know, you just brought up something very interesting to me, the fact that this happened first thing in the morning. You know, Cheryl McCollum, you and I have worked a lot of crime scenes, a lot of homicide scenes, and you don't normally see murders going down at 8 a.m. It's just a fact. It's a fact. And in an apartment complex, there's usually a lot of movement. Also, kids are back in school. There could have been, a, you know, children around. He could have had his own children with him, taking them to school. I mean, it's just a really unusual situation. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Why is a dad the target of a hitman? That's what we're talking about right now. Take a listen to this. The vicious shooting of Baron Lee is not the kind of case Bellevue PD sees often. What happened to Lee on the morning of July 10th as he walked out his front door to head to work is what nightmares are made of. As he walked to his car, he was confronted by an assailant that he didn't recognize. The assailant shot him about eight or nine times the 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 victim fell to the ground the suspect stood over him and continued to fire incredibly he lived that was our friend olivia lavoie at q13 fox seattle but listen to our friends at inside edition i took a shot behind my right leg and that's when i fell to the ground 
um, pull myself behind the car door. He comes around the door and he's standing over me at point blank range. Fired the first shot without looking and went in my chest here. So he shot me uh, in the leg, in the hip, and twice in the arm until the clip emptied. Did you think this was a random attack or did you think it was something else? Absolutely not. I mean, from the get-go, I, I just was wondering who was that. So we're learning more and more about the shooting of a young dad a dad who has a child expecting him to be there after school, but that's not what the assailant had in mind. Nine to 12 gunshot bullets fired at this one person. And here we hear even more to Dr. Bethany Marshall, psychoanalyst joining me out of Beverly Hills. The dad tries to crawl away and the assailant follows him around the car and keeps shooting. I mean, if this is not an intended hit, I don't know what it is. Nancy, this perpetrator wanted this dad dead. He wanted him dead. He was so determined to do it. But even if it was a murder for hire plot, a, a hit job, the perpetrator didn't even have enough bullets to carry out the job correctly. Whoa, so, hold on. I also, think he had enough bullets, Cheryl McCollum. I think he just didn't know what he was doing. Nine bullets, <laughs> that's not enough, or 12 bullets? I mean, one bullet could do the trick, Cheryl. It only takes one. It only takes one. He, he was, this was just a hand-to-God moment, is all I can tell you. This man survived by the grace of God, not anything this potential killer did, I'll tell you that. I mean, it's really rare uh, to Joseph Scott Morgan outside, I guess, a combat situation where somebody that sustains nine bullets lives. Yeah, yeah, it is, Nancy. And you would think that, you know, in some of that, they'd hit the jackpot relative to, you know, a fatal entry and exit. Uh, you know, this this tells me a lot about the person that did this. If this was a professional hit, if this was somebody that was tasked with this job, professional killers, they use the least amount of deadly force as possible because they understand that there's something that Mac and I both understand, and that is we want to leave as little evidence of our existence behind. This guy goes through an entire magazine of, 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 of projectiles and doesn't score a fatal hit under this whole thing. And it's very And you got the guy odd. on the ground crawling. Yeah, you're, and yeah, you're right on top of him. Even can't... he says they shot at me point blank range. Uh, another point to what uh, Joseph Scott Morgan is saying, Cheryl McCollum, director of Cold Case Research Institute, I remember, remember the dad says, I heard a pop. Well, a professional killer, of course, is going to be using a silencer. I remember the first time I saw a silencer. I was doing a search and to a luxury high rise. Elton John used to live beside it in the city of Atlanta. And we went into this drug lord's luxury apartment and with pursuant to warrant, of course, I saw a silencer and I knew that it was something related to a weapon and I didn't touch it, of course. It said what is that exactly? That's the first time I'd seen a silencer in real life. Not a picture of one, not a description of one, but seeing one. So you hear the dad, the dad says, I heard a pop. This clearly is an assassin. The dad is clearly the target. He clearly wants the guy dead, but he's not a pro. 
Right. And you can tell he's not a pro by several ways. One, the fact that he did hear the pop, meaning he missed. A professional person would have hit you from the neck up. It would have been a kill shot. It would have been done. You would have never heard anything. You would have been dead before you hit the ground. So not only did he miss the first shot, he fired too many shots. He stayed there too long. He left too much evidence. He got out and walked, which means you know potential witnesses, more time on video. You're going to give people time to see the getaway car. He made so many mistakes here. Doesn't look like he even knew what he was doing. You know, I'm thinking about the case of Susan Berman. You remember her, I'm sure. Uh, she was the longtime friend of the, let me just say, star of Jinxed. And uh, she suffered, I think, a single bullet wound to the head, and she was killed. Of course, I'm talking about Robert Durst. The difference between that murder of Susan Berman and this murder is astounding, Cheryl McCollum. It's astounding. It's, it's almost, if it weren't the fact we were talking about a potential murder for hire, it would almost be a joke. I mean, I don't know who this person was. But outside of a video game, they would have absolutely no luck at killing anybody. It's interesting that you said video game. Who would want this dad dead? Take a listen to Olivia Lavoie's Q13 Fox. Surveillance video led them to two 17-year-olds in Mount Vernon. One of the teens had apparently used a GPS tracker to help pin down Lee's location the night before the shooting. A teen? A teen is the one that murders this 48-year-old dad who's up in the morning going to his job at a car lot. And a teen not only shoots but thinks to get a GPS tracker to track down Lee. Why? Listen to Tammy Matuza, KOMO. Court documents paint a deliberate and disturbing murder for hire scheme. Bellevue police say Sharon Kelly hired a 17-year-old boy to murder her ex-husband, Baron Lee, and offered to pay the teenager $13,000. Something like this is rare. It is rare. On the day of the shooting in July, police say the 17-year-old got his friend to drive him to the overlook at Lakemont Apartments in Bellevue, where court documents say he was going to cap someone and empty the clip. Police say the 17-year-old gunman ambushed Lee, shooting him nine times. The victim fell to the ground. The suspect stood over him and continued to fire. According to court documents, Lee said he couldn't think of anyone who would want to kill him besides his ex-wife, saying they were in the midst of a very acrimonious custody battle that also included a financial motive for Kelly to have sole custody of their child. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Why would a teen hunt down a 48-year-old dad, pumping him full of bullets in a public parking lot? We may have an answer. Listen to our friend at ABC's GMA, Eva Pilgrim. 
An alleged murder-for-hire plot exposed. This morning, Shayrin Kelly waking up behind bars after allegedly offering a 17-year-old thousands of dollars to kill her ex-husband. I look to the right, I see somebody in a mask just running at me. I couldn't recognize whether it was a man or a woman or whatnot. Baron Lee says he's been embroiled in a bitter custody battle with his ex-wife. In July, as he was walking to his car at his home in Bellevue, Washington, police say a 17-year-old gunman shot at him 10 times. Times. Nine bullets hitting him in the legs, arms, and chest. I was about you know a few feet away from my, my car, and I heard a pop. So I looked to the left, I didn't see anybody, and then I heard another one, and at the same time, I looked right, but I ended up dropping my keys because I had been hit in my right arm. Police say the gunman shot Lee at point-blank range, but he survived. Straight out to Nicole Parton, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. All of this over a custody battle. And how did the wife, Sharon Kelly, age 30, know these two teens? We're still trying to find out how she found the teens. But when police captured her cell phone records, email records, they see this plot unfold. She gives them detailed information about how she wants her husband killed she begins to tell them that she'll give them GPS location and begins to plan to meet them in the park to pay them if they will kill her husband. To you, uh, Joseph Scott Morgan, how does the GPS tracker work? Well, it's a global positioning device, Nancy. We're talking about this is satellite technology. So if, if you just imagine you have a, a, a small electronic device that you can place on your car, uh, this thing is going to bounce off of a satellite or it's going to bounce off of, say, for instance, if you have it plugged in uh, or, or coded to your phone, it'll come off of a cell tower potentially. And it's going to give you the ability to track an individual as they move. Nancy, you can pick these things up at a- anywhere. I was just looking uh, on Google. You can actually buy these right off of Amazon. They're pretty easy to get. This used to be really high-end technology. It did. Uh, Do you remember Cheryl McCollum all around, I guess it was 3rd Avenue, and I would go to Court TV in the morning, there was a couple of spy shops. And that was the hot technology, Cheryl, to get a GPS tracker. Exactly how do they work? What do they look like, Cheryl? They're very small, Nancy. And and all you've got to do, they have like a magnetized thing on the bottom you can attach it to the back bumper and then there's an app that goes with your phone and you can track that car anywhere it goes it's pretty simple it's basically find my iphone if you will yeah i I gotta i gotta make one point jump because this is this is blowing my mind that this woman goes to a 17 year old nancy you can look under any desk at any high school teenagers are not responsible with chewing gum How in God's name did she think a 17-year-old was going to be the person that she needed to hire for a hitman? My mind, it's laughable if it weren't so terribly sad for this man. And that is a perfect cue to go to our shrink, Dr. (laughs) Bethany Marshall. What was she thinking, (laughs) Bethany? I was going to jump in right there anyway. Do you remember Dippolito? who also put a hit out on Dahlia her husband. Dahlia <laughs> But in this case, it was a police officer. So, you know, these people who want to murder their spouses are not the, the smartest 
uh, tool in the shed or, or however we say it. I think the answer is, I don't know if you've seen her picture. She's absolutely gorgeous, but she looks quite immature to me. And you know how we think about um, Wait, men who's who gorgeous are, and who looks who's immature? Okay, the ex-wife of Baron Lee is beautiful. She looks a little bit like Nicole Kidman, a tiny, tiny bit. Just yes. beautiful, long, reddish, blondish-looking hair, perfect teeth, bluish-green eyes. I mean, she is. She's physically beautiful. But what does that have to do with anything? Well, where I was going with this is female perpetrators who who um, either molest or bring young men or children into their sick, twisted world are often quite immature themselves. Remember the girl with the pinky pinky promise? What was her name? Oh, boy. She molested uh, a young teenager. And you have wow. her husband. That could have been anybody. Oh, oh, many, many, many times. Yes, yes. She was beautiful, but quite immature. I would Lefebvre. imagine. You're talking about Kelly Deborah Lafave. La- That's right. So I would imagine that Baron Lee's ex wife, who again is gorgeous, was probably quite immature and maybe low IQ, not thinking things through, just only had one goal in mind, which was to have her husband dead. She never even thought through the fact that a teenager would not be able to carry this out. For all I know, she was having an affair with the teenager or some kind of a love relationship or sexual relationship. Well, it's interesting that you're saying, uh, you're commenting on the wife, the ex-wife's immaturity and she hires a 17-year-old to commit a murder and get away with it. And speaking of getting away with it, (laughs) uh, take a listen to our friend Eva Pilgrim, ABC GMA. Police say surveillance video near the scene captured the license plate of the getaway truck, leading detectives to the shooter, who, according to court documents, was going to be paid over $13,000 for his role in the shooting. According to that document, the shooter offered to pay the driver, another 17-year-old, between four dollars and $6,000 for driving the escape vehicle. Court documents also say there was a tracking device purchased by Kelly on Lee's car and that the alleged teen gunman had forwarded himself an email containing a link to a GPS monitoring company's login webpage the night before the shooting. The two detectives went downstairs to the vehicle, the victim's vehicle that we had seized the day of the, uh, the shooting, looked underneath. And there was the GPS tracker. This morning, he is grateful that he survived and is still here to raise his family. I don't think there's very many people shot as many times as I have and and in, in the condition I am, talking and breathing. So, you know, appreciate that. Idiot, idiot, idiot. You know, you don't get to say that very often and really mean it. But he actually forwarded himself the link to the GPS device exactly like the one found stuck up under the victim's car. As I always say, unless you want to see it on page six of the New York Post, do not put it in writing. You know, the other day, Cheryl McCollum, I always look at something called Good Sense to figure out if the twins can watch a certain movie. And I can't remember what movie it was. This is about high school students. And which they love because they think high school is this magical, mystical place. So I look up, is there sex in movie X? And of course, 
when Lucy uses my iPad that night to look up some kind of banana bread recipe, there it is. Is there sex? Sex <laughs> scenes in something, whatever the movie was. I noticed the way she looked at me. She didn't say anything. But I know that's what she saw. Anyway, my point is the idiot typed in and forwarded the link to himself. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, we're talking about a dad gunned down at least nine, maybe 12 times, apparently orchestrated by his wife in a custody battle, and she hires not one, but two teens. Talk about not being able to keep a secret, Cheryl. Well, she had to employ the second one because the first one didn't have a car. So, you know, when you're looking for hitmen, it's important that they have their own transportation. So keep that in mind. Can everybody just excuse us and forgive us? Isn't it true, Wendy Pratchett, California prosecutor, radio host, author? We don't get to smile very much in our line of business. So just let us be happy for one moment when we have a victim that lived to tell the tale. We're not callous. It's just we so rarely get to be happy about anything, Wendy. It's true. You know, we have to find the silver lining in stories. And I mean, the huge silver lining here is that, thank God, the victim survived. You know, one of the other reasons that the uh, perpetrator hired two young boys is they would accept less money to pull off the hit. So we've talked about how juvenile it was, how rookie it was. Well, yeah, because there wasn't the kind of money exchange that you would expect for professional assassin. Now, that ended up being just a thankful circumstance. You're absolutely right. It is a silver lining here. We can celebrate and maybe even laugh about it a little bit for comic relief that you do have him telling the story because he's still alive. Well, I don't think that uh, Baron Lee would be too happy with us smiling, but I'm looking at a picture of him right now. Standing, praise the Lord, beside his hospital bed, all strapped in with all sorts of sling on this arm, shoulder brace, blah, blah. The guy sustained nine to 12 bullet wounds. You were saying, Cheryl, before I so rudely interrupted about hiring not one but two teens and he forwarded himself the link to the tracking device? He forwarded himself the link. He had to get a buddy to drive him because he didn't have a car. He is texting back and forth. He leaves his cell phone on and takes it with him. So now law enforcement knows he made the round trip from Mount Vernon to the crime scene. He knows, you know, they know he was in that apartment complex. Um, His buddy's car, they didn't even bother to remove the tag while they went and did it. So they were able to find him pretty quick. In his room, they have all the stuff on his computer, on his phone, the text messages, the emails, etc. It's a plethora of information and evidence that law enforcement has been able to get because this kid is 17. Ergo, stupid. And he does things like tells his friend, I got to go cap somebody and empty the clip. Okay, he doesn't even know the difference in a clip and a magazine. And you don't even know what you're doing to this family. You don't know what you're fixing to do, not only to your life, but your dumb friend that's driving you. The whole thing is so asinine. I cannot help but make fun of this woman and these two teenagers. Idiots, idiots, idiots. Um, Long story short, 
the part about uh, texting, I got to go cap this guy. Somebody's been watching too many thrillers on TV. How would I even know how to say something like that? We were shocked to learn that the mother of this man's child in the middle of a, a, a very acrimonious custody dispute allegedly was the mastermind, if you could call it that, between uh, of the murder plot. But it's not the first time. A very similar plot hit the headlines. Take a listen to Juju Chang, ABC 2020. The police definitely don't believe Pam Smart. There's a whole lot of smoke, but no fire yet. They have the videotaped interview from a high school kid who said she offered $500 for murder. They find her interview peculiar, but none of this adds up to murder until they make a stunning connection. So these boys, it turns out, are students at the same school where Pam Smart works. Not only do these kids go to Winnicott High School where Pamela Smart works, she's close to them because she's working on a school project with them. Now there's a connection. There's a connection between the gun, the three boys, and Pamela Smart. The Pamela Smart case hit the headlines where a, I guess, a teacher of sorts, she was more an administrative personnel that took over the, let me say, media program at a local school connected to the brutal murder of her husband, only married one year. In fact, it was such a sensational story, and it's quite the coinciding that in one of her photos, this suspect, Sharon Kelly, looks so much like Nicole Kidman, Take a listen to a Nicole, Nicole Kidman movie trailer to die for. Suzanne would do anything to be famous. She's going to be the next Barbara Walters. To be on television. You're not anybody in America unless you're on TV. Was a chance she would die for. You're on. To be a star. You've got to be able to do things that ordinary people wouldn't do. Was the opportunity she would kill for and that's exactly what she did nothing is going to stop her did you get the gun yeah that is the voice of nicole kidman in to die for but it's based on a true story of pam smart uh take a listen you know, in every big trial, there's that one aha moment, the moment everybody remembers. With Simpson, it was the glove. In this case, it was Pam Smart and a white strapless bikini posing suggestively on a bed. As if this super sensational trial isn't crazy enough already. My God. They were made between her and a friend, a girlfriend, for a modeling contest. They took photos of each other. Those photographs made it into court, and the prosecution claimed that she had deliberately taken those to be seductive, to get Billy Flynn to do her bidding, to kill her husband. The Pam Smart case made all the headlines, and apparently Sharon Kelly saw the movie to die for. We'll find out about that when this case heads to trial. To Nicole Parton, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter, where does the case stand right now? Because if these two idiot teens were texting back and forth, you know there has to be text between the mastermind, if I can call her that, Sharon Kelly, and the teens. Absolutely. There was a lot of text messages and emails back and forth 
even after the father, Baron Lee, had been attacked. We have text messages coming in from the gunman, Joseph Good, coming into the ex-wife saying, when can I get paid? And Kelly replies, the job was unfinished. We need to finish the job. So even after this father has been attacked, shot nine times, because he didn't die, she continued to plan another hit on him. She says in one of those texts, after she has learned that he may have, their victim may have survived, you, quote, will need to complete unless it resolves on its own. After her ex was in the hospital, uh, Baron Lee walking to his car early in the morning when he sustains multiple gunshot wounds. What more do we know about the evidence to Nicole Parton? I know there's video surveillance, uh, the vehicle the teens were driving, where they got the car tag number. We know that there are texts. We know that there's the GPS locator that the one teen emailed to himself. I assume the wife bought the GPS locator. She did. So when authorities began to look into her computer records, they saw where she had ordered and purchased the exact model of the GPS tracker that was found on Baron Lee's car. And also when the surveillance led them back to the getaway car, the 17-year-old driver of that car or truck, Quincy Mendez, had borrowed the truck from his dad. When they questioned the young man, he began to talk. And he began to tell them exactly what had happened. And why is it you can't teach an old dog a new trick, Dr. Bethany Marshall? Because court documents show that when the first attempt by Sharon Kelly to kill her husband failed, she immediately began planning a second attempt. Well, I would wonder what was the motivation? Was it to wipe him off the face of the earth, as we see in so many domestic homicides? Was it the custody battle? Was it financially motivated? I I really want to know what is inside the mind of this woman. I'm pretty sure she was seductive with those two boys. I was already thinking that. And then you played the the clip of Nicole Kidman being very seductive. So somehow, I'm not quite sure how I made that link, but I'm pretty sure that happened too. And, you know, with women who are borderline, they have no sense of time. Uh, Sometimes if a borderline woman comes into my office, that's a severe personality disorder that causes oceanic rage. They'll say, and then my husband yelled at me. And I'll say, and and when was that? And they'll say, well, 1982. Oh, dear Lord in heaven. And then I'm like, borderline, they plot and plan revenge forever. It's endless. Well, as a matter of fact, uh, this one bonded out and the prosecutors argued for her to be put back in jail because her attempt to kill her husband was ongoing. We wait as justice unfolds. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. 
Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.